AAA predicts more than 37 million people will travel this weekend, a 60% increase over last year. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. All right, we made it. It is a finally Friday. I'm excited about it. It's Nuga Radio 92.7, the flagship of the Stone on Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. Which, yes, I slept walk through the beginning of the week and didn't get the earlier shows to you. I did get yesterday's. I will get you today's. So if you missed the show or you just love it so much, you can't wait to hear it again. Go to stoneonair.com. My name is Brian. He is Keon. Pulling extra duty again this week. On the heels of a three-day weekend for many of you and us and all of us. Memorial Day weekend. Because of my um, my day job, we we uh, we don't do holidays. We don't do holidays. Uh, I get the Fourth of July off if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. If it's Monday through Friday, Fourth of July you work. Labor Day we work. Memorial Day we work. And through all the years of the last two decades of doing lots of fill-in radio gigs, holidays I work. I'm just conditioned to that. At least I used to be. I'm not anymore. Uh, And so going into this weekend, I just don't naturally think, yay, fry yay, as they say, and then it's Memorial Day weekend too. Like that's, I'm not conditioned to think that way. And I'm sitting in the, uh, in David Tulis's desk. Sorry, Dave. I use your desk for my workstation when you're not here. And uh, I'm doing some highlighting and I'm looking at some stuff and uh, Russell, uh, our news guy walks in. He's like, hey, so uh, what do you want to do on Monday? I was like, huh. What do I want to do? I want to do nothing. <laughs> I didn't know if I had an option. I, I had thought about it. And I was like, well, what's everybody else doing? He's like, oh, I'm not really sure. I was like, I, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're not coming in to, to, do a, to do a radio show on Monday. I can promise you that if Jeff has any, any say in this. And, of course, Russell gets stuck with having to do a bunch of extra work. And God bless you, Russell. Thank, thank you for what you do. But, like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a pass and not be here as well on Monday. So Memorial Day, I'll still have to go in the afternoon and go do some stuff at the other gig. It'll be easy, though. No big deal. Sleep in. I just all of a sudden made my day. I was already a good day. I was already feeling good. And I was like, Ken, what are you doing? I was like, not coming in here. Yeah, no. <laughs> and not, uh, look, the days off, you cherish them. Yeah, you, you know, know. They're, they're, they're difficult to come by uh, at, at times. And as, as I've, you know, jokingly said on here, after all these years of working all these uh, holidays, which I, I'm removed from now. It's been many years since I've worked all the holidays, but I used to definitely 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, every single one. Thanksgiving, hey, I need to run home, get a plate to go, and then take it with me as I head to the station to do the overnights all night and eat my 
Thanksgiving dinner, you know, at, at the station. Those days are long gone, so we won't be here on Monday. Uh, it'll just be uh, network stuff. Cool off, chill out, have yourself a great weekend. Uh, we got a little bit of weather coming in, just some some rain, I believe. The last I looked at into today, at some point into tomorrow, and it is going to be like back to almost early spring like temperatures on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I'm actually a, a little bummed about that because I've got a, a friend of mine coming in and they they can do a big pool uh, cookout, like not just hey come out and hang out at the pool. Like a real deal. We got drinks. We got food. We're cooking all day. We got the music cranked. We got the pool. Like I was like, I was looking for a scorcher. I wanted a 91 degree day tomorrow or 93 degree day tomorrow. And I haven't, the weather changes so quickly, especially uh, around here in the summertime. So maybe it will be still pretty warm. But by the end of the weekend and into Monday, we're looking at like 79, 80, 81, 82 degrees, which is still warm, still comfortable, still nice. But if you're going to go hang out at a pool, I'll take a scorcher every day, but it doesn't look like we're going to get it. And um, so there you go. So whatever you do for Memorial Day, enjoy yourself, understand and realize and remember that it is in uh, remembrance, in a celebration of those who have fallen in the line of duty. Not those who are still serving now, not veterans who are still alive with us now who served in the past. You can thank them and love them and give all the appreciation you want. For the rest of your life, every day that you feel like it, that's fine. Go ahead. No one's going to hate on you for it. But understand that this day is for the fallen in the line of duty, protecting this country that we all love so much, even though it sometimes feels like we don't love it all that much at all, (laughs) depending on who you ask and what the topic is. So have yourself a great weekend, and let's get started today. Coming up today, I have plenty of things to get to some of it i won't make it to some of it i'll just barely touch on and we'll see what happens an hour evaporates like that into thin air um in the second segment of the show i could do an hour on this and i might still do an hour on this and i started putting my you know toe in the water just feeling if if the if the summertime pool has warmed up enough to jump in yet on uh this critical race theory thing and how really racist that this country is and they don't even understand and realize how or why they are. I don't even remember what brought it up the other day uh, or the other week, whenever it was, when I first started on it. And I've just, I got a few highlights from a few things. I'm going to spend the second segment on it. It might get a little heavier than I would feel like doing on a Friday, but uh, coming off of, of talking about things from, uh, the new world of, of sports commentary that really is 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 pretty race baiting. That's what got me looking more into this last night. And uh, I'll spend the second segment on that. On the final segment of the show, I'll clean up some stuff. I've got a handful of different things I want to get to. We'll go to uh, saveamerica.com, the desk of 45. I'm not going to do a bunch of them. There's just one in particular I want to read and how just buffoonish it always is. And um, and just clean up some stuff that I might have forgotten about over the course of the um, of the week, and it, it does involve the gas prices thing, and they continue. I mean, it it is remarkable. It's not just Trump. It's 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 everybody. This the the lies, the the fear mongering that that is just put out. Then social media just makes it so easy. 
say these things that aren't true and gets people's you know emotions going and and we can't remember five seconds ago let alone five days ago sure as hell can't remember five years ago and that's what i'm here to do often is to remind you of the way things were just the other day just the other year just the other month that'll be what a lot of is on the final segment of the show then i've got you the realest thing the Recycle this from forgetting to send this stuff yesterday. The equal opportunity of uh, offender thing and the worst idea, which I'll get to here in the next uh, about two and a half minutes from right now. I do have some highlights here from the Wall Street Journal uh, exclusive report from the San Jose shooter yesterday. I will hold on to that and get to that towards the end of the segment. Final segment of the show. Handful of things to do this weekend. It is loaded, man. We got lots of fun things to do in Chattanooga. Wear your mask. Don't wear your mask. Are you actually vaccinated? Who really knows? But plenty to do. The lookouts are in town this weekend. They are to full capacity, and the mask mandate is gone. So if you would like to spend the time at the ballpark, the Smokies are in town. For you fake Cub fans out there, that is their double-A affiliate. The Bonnaroo Farm, little uh, experiment they were been doing to try to, as they've been working into doing the, the regular festival here in September. Uh, Billy Strings will be there tonight. Tickets are still available. Some dude in a, named John Party will be there tomorrow. I don't know who the hell that is. The Forward Festival just down the street in Lafayette at uh, Cherokee Farms always puts on a great, just fun, simple kind of outdoor fest that is taking place, and the tickets are still available for that as well. Uh, Oliver Wood from, from uh, Modesky Martin and Wood. If you've ever heard of that uh, uh, Roots Americana band, Modesky Martin and Wood, he is the Wood of that uh, of that trio. Uh, Rock City's got live music every weekend for the rest of the summer. Uh, that, 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 uh, and soccer this weekend. Both the teams will be in town. The Red Wolves, which I still have not made it to a game, just down the street here in, in um, East Ridge, they'll be in town tomorrow night at seven. And the CFC, which I have not made a game this year, and I'm a CFC guy. I'll always be partial. I do like soccer these days in my older age. I still think the soccer wars are long from over, but they're both playing tomorrow head-to-head. CFC at Finley Stadium, Chatting Red Wolves tomorrow night at uh, at CHI Memorial Stadium. One Stadium Way is the name of the road that they're on just down the road, which I still can't figure out how the hell to get to. I honestly can't figure out how to get to the damn stadium. I drive by 75 in the Georgia side, and I see it, but yeah. I don't know how to get there. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might, I might be wrong. I haven't quite figured it out geometrically either. I think you have to go like you're going to Camp Jordan, and it's like on that road I don't know. Somehow. I literally can't find the damn place. I'm not being a <laughs> hater. I'm not being a hater as a CFC guy. I can't find the damn stadium. Uh, but anyway, if you can, they're playing on Saturday. Let's get to this real quick. This is today's uh, realest thing. Uh, it's just something from TikTok I found. Gas prices. We'll do more of this in the final segment of the show. Why are they where they're at? This is today's realest thing. The average price of gasoline about a year ago was $1.74 per gallon, but nowadays it's close to two eighty-eight across the country. Why? 
You need barrels of crude oil to make gas, and at the beginning of the year it was $51, but nowadays it's $64 per barrel. The demand for oil is going up because the economy is slowly opening up. In addition, U.S. oil companies are keeping their production low to keep prices high for more profit. The highest gas state right now is California with an average price of $388. Hawaii is $361. Washington is $332. Nevada $3.30. And Oregon is $3.16. It really just comes down to supply and demand. Right now, demand is higher than supply. And I'll do a little bit more on this in the final segment of the show. We're a little less than $3 a gallon here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is one I was looking forward to doing yesterday. We'll do it today. It, it, it was like a hashtag libertarian kind of thing. This is, an I'm calling it the equal opportunity offensive thing here on Nougat Radio 92.7. We now return to pissing off the right and the left. Donald Trump is not the greatest president in American history. At his absolute best, he is mediocre. The left likes to be the side that confirms science, but will say a fetus isn't human life, even though 85 to 95% of biologists, depending on where you get your stats, agree that life begins at conception. Guess what? That makes you a science denier. They are not putting trackers in the vaccine. That is fucking ridiculous. They have a tracker on you already. It's called your phone. It is okay that people are hesitant to get this vaccine. It was rushed out and it's had issues. People don't want to get stuck with shit. They're not sure what it's going to do to them. They're not selfish. They don't want to die. You're just a prick. Just because someone is a cop doesn't mean that they're a good person. Same for the military. I'm a vet and I'm a fucking asshole. No one is going to forgive your student debt. You want free college? Join the military or go to trade school. Or don't get f***ing stupid degrees like art history. That's just triggering both the right and the left in 60 seconds. That's kind of what that account does. And the final one here real quick. Worst idea. Caitlyn Jenner wants to be the governor of California, which is just its worst idea in itself. Here you go. It was not an easy decision to make to do this. It took a lot of time, a lot of talking to people. Uh, but when I finally made the decision and decided to get in, I thought I was very qualified. Why? Because I am an outsider. Right now, uh, I have absolutely no ties to Sacramento. Um, and I think that's a good thing, being from the outside. The insiders who we're talking about is what makes you qualified. Well, these insiders are qualified. They're the ones responsible for 13.3% um, uh, tax rates. Uh, we have the highest tax rates in the, in the country. Um, we have a homeless crisis in, the Cal in California. They're the ones responsible, not me. I'm going in there to fix those things. All right. Pound sand, dude. Or, I mean, chickadee. Or what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Don't cancel me, left. I don't know what to think about Bruce. Je I, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. She, he ain't going to be the governor of California. and Or maybe he, she will. I don't know. So there's today's worst idea. My name is Brian. This is the Stone on Air radio show and podcast that is originating at the studios here in East Ridge of Nuga Radio 92.7. What is critical race theory and why is it being so canceled so quickly all of a sudden? Legislated out of public schools, teachings, and things to that nature. We'll discuss coming up next. Radio 92.7. Bill Lee, the former air conditioning salesman turned Tennessee state governor and poster boy for white fragility, has signed a bill banning the teaching of critical race theory in K-12 classrooms. Critical race theory is the idea that racism in our nation is systemic. 
It says that you really don't understand racism until you look at the laws and the power structures and all the systems that have created and supported it. It explores how racism has shaped public policy. Banning critical race theory is a whitewashing of history. It's a pathetic attempt to suppress the truth. Look, I really want to believe that not all Republicans are racist, but I can't find enough evidence to make that a viable theory. Critical race theory, however, is viable and has plenty of evidence. Fortunately, I teach college. We're not held to the same restrictions as K through 12. Guess what I'll be teaching this fall? That is just a random TikToker. It was actually yesterday's maybe worst idea or best idea. I don't remember. This is brand new music from Courtney Barnett. If it weren't for Jay Bird now, all of a sudden my new love affair of international music. She was my former love of my life of international music. She's from New Zealand, I believe. Could be Australia. Get those mixed up. Anyway, she ain't from around here. And this is her uh, latest. It's def- It's better music than, than Jade Burr's music is, but it's not. It's different, but it's, it's better. Anyway, this is her latest. Courtney Barnett. Nuga Radio 92.7 and the Stone on Air Radio Show. Also podcast, which you can find at stoneonair.com. Lots to do this weekend. Plenty of ball games to go to. Man, I'm telling you, we, we were just talking about in the break. Saturday night, you got the Red Wolves. You got CFC. You got the Lookouts. Not sure which one I'm going to do, but I'm going to do one of the three. Might do Red Wolves, actually. I might. Whatever you do this weekend, enjoy yourself. And happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody out there. So, sign every bill put on my desk, Lee, is just continuing to just crank out these really, I guess, they're preventative kind of legislation. I mean, I swear to God God right now, this guy, sign every bill put in front of me, Lee, bathroom bill Lee. I mean, this, this guy can't wait to sign a bill. He's the Ron Burgundy of politicians. If you just, <laughs> just put something in front of him, just, he'll sign it. Just read. I mean, the General uh, uh, Assembly is 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 hard uh, right in this state, so he doesn't ha- even have to read it. <laughs> just put it in front of me. I'll sign it. And uh, I'm kind of laughing as I say this, though it's borderline terrifying to a certain degree. I mean, the guy overall, when he, when he was running, because Haslam who is equally Ron Burgundy, uh, but not 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 as much as Bill Lee here. Uh, his term limit was up, and when Bill was running, and you know, you, know, you see his background, his, his, his it wasn't a smear campaign. He wasn't trying to be uh, bombastically uh, uh, annoying and, and obnoxious. I kind of thought, oh, this is one, you know, this is the this is an old George W. Bush style uh, Republican. I, I I think I can handle this guy. I think he'll probably be a pretty good. Uh, governor and 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 maybe he is or isn't. I I, I don't know, but 
The guy wakes up in the morning with a pen in his hand, ready to sign whatever bill the General Assembly puts in front of him. And whether it's whether it's getting rid of uh, permits for open carry or or uh, bathroom bills or now critical race theory of uh, uh, banning a lot of it's very pre- uh, pre- uh, preventative of things that might happen in the future, which I've heard so many people from the right over the years, especially after Trump was elected, talking about well, you're trying to talk about things that haven't actually happened yet. Well, that's what that's what's happening in most. Republican states right now. Let's do whatever we can to screw up voting or make it more difficult to vote, make it more difficult to use the bathroom. And I don't give two dams about bathroom bills. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't care about any of this trans stuff. I I, I don't care. It's what I wish we'd all get down to. Can you just tell me what you care about? That's not something I care about. So sign all those bills away you want. Ain't going to change my day at all. And I, 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 I might be being selfish about it. But I do care about anything that involves the education of young people, especially when it comes to race and, and, and the racist nature that is this country. We, it, the more I look at it, the more appalling it is to me as I'm halfway through life here. If I'm lucky, I'm halfway through. If I can make it to 80, I'm going to be pretty happy. And once upon a time when I was younger, I didn't think that racism was really all that big a deal. I didn't think it was really a thing. You know why I didn't think that? Because I didn't understand anything about the history of race relations of the last 250 years. Forget 2,000 years or 500 years. Forget 1619. Forget 1492. I didn't understand it from the from the very basics of the last 250 and let's forget 250 let's just say the last 150 ish from 1865 1861 to 1865 to 1965 in the civil rights movement i didn't understand anything about it that's why i didn't think there was any race issues why would i i'm a lily white middle class Genetic lottery winning jerk. What would I know about race relations? Oh, that's right, because I'm not really taught any of it in school. And so many people, even if they do go to college, aren't getting real educations. Some are, some are not. But K through 12 are your most formative years, and we're not taught a damn thing. In, in in these in these public school settings and sign every bill put in front of them Lee this is the quote from is this actually yeah it is uh, we need to make sure that our kids recognize that this country is moving towards a more perfect union that we should teach the exceptionalism the exec- exceptionalism of our nation and how people can live together and work together to make a greater nation. And not to teach things that inherently divide or pit either Americans against Americans or people, other people's groups against other people groups. Yeah, no, that's right. Thanks, sign every Bill Lee. Let's not teach what actually has happened in the last 150 years of race relations in this country. Let's teach exceptionalism. You're great. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets to pass the fifth grade, even if you didn't go to class all year long. It's absurd. 
It's in, it's 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 appallingly offensive. American exceptionalism. So what is critical race theory? I don't have enough time to do it today. I, I need an hour for this. I've only got about six or seven minutes left for this segment. I'll do it as quick as I can. Um, from a couple different things, I've got Wiki. I've got uh, a, a few different things pulled up. I, I, I won't get to nearly any of it. Critical race theory is an academic concept that is more than 40 years old. The core idea is that racism is a social construct, and it is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. A good example is when, in the 1930s, government officials literally drew lines around areas deemed poor financial risk, often explicitly due to the racial composition of inhabitants. Banks subsequently refused to offer mortgages to black people in those areas. And all you got to do is go to any metropolitan area, any downtown area, and you see where the, the interstate literally splits through white and black neighborhoods. Now, that's blurred the lines a little bit as we, we're now you know, 70 years after that fact. But the, 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 the boom of post-World War II really did divide white and black America away from each other. Have you ever heard of vagrancy laws? You probably haven't. It's a very simple concept that I don't have anything pulled up today. I didn't get a definition, but I know enough of it to speak just for two or three minutes here. Vagrancy laws were after Civil War was over. Reconstruction had begun. And just like anything else, anything else, just like sign every bill on my desk, Lee, no matter what the federal law is, the local legislators, the lawmakers are going to try to do everything they can to, to, to blur the lines and create new laws within the states because of the states' rights mania that this country has always been to try to thwart whatever the federal law is. And that's exactly what happened in Reconstruction with these vagrancy laws. Basically what they are was, and it didn't say only black people, but we let's just be honest, that's what it was for, that it was illegal to be homeless. It was illegal to be loitering. Now, loitering, you can say you're not, I don't want you loitering on my property, but it's not, you don't go to jail for it. It was illegal to be to just, to just be wayward. And what the, the penalty was, was you then got put into, <laughs> into uh, labor for very little bit of money. And if you tried to escape, the first thing that would come, uh, the first penalty you would get would be that you now don't get paid at all. You're basically back into slavery under the, the laws, and mostly in the South, in 1869 and 1875. 1880, you know, those years, the 10, 15, 20 years into the 21st century, or excuse me, into the 20th century, it basically legalized slavery. Nobody knows what, nobody's heard of this until somewhat recently because it was never taught. Yeah. Good documentary is uh, the documentary 13th, about the 13th Amendment, and uh, the, the legality of basically putting prisoners to work. Like that's the, the the descendant of those vagrancy laws. Yeah, the the slavery didn't get ended federally, and then all of a sudden the South and even Northern states that were still supporting it just said, "Oh shucks, all right, well we gotta like black people now." That's not how this works. It was a hundred years later before we finally had the Civil Rights Act, and even those bumpkins had no interest in it. And and there was a lot of talk, and a lot of uh, historians talk about that. 
It was almost like renting slaves as opposed to owning them. If you own them, you wanted the best for your slave because it was your property. You treated them better. You wanted them to be healthy because, hell, capitalism, even in 1867, we got, or 1864 or 1874, these were rented, quote-unquote, slaves after slavery was now technically illegal. And, and, and nobody knows anything about this. And so these people, these, these encaptured types were treated even worse because they weren't property. They were rented. They didn't care what happened to them six months later. If you owned the slave in 1861, you wanted them to be healthy five years later because you needed them to produce. This is the kind of stuff that critical race theory sheds a light on and teaches me. I knew nothing of this. Juneteenth. I've even talked to my dad, who's a pretty good historical kind of memory bank. He ain't the smartest guy in the world. He's not the best guy in the world. But he he remembers things pretty well and can talk about it. He's going on 70 years old. We talked at length about, can you believe we didn't know hardly anything about Juneteenth? That I can't even remember now what the exact date. It's, it's the date that the, yeah, it's, the uh, liberation it's, it's, it's of June 17th, and it's... When the basically the, of, the last federal troops freed the last of the slaves. That's how in like it was out in like 1860. Yeah, because yeah. Texas held on for a few months after the, the Civil War was over. Yep. The, the troops had to actually get there. Hey, hold Texas. Yeah, it took a few days to get there or a month or two. Yeah, Texas held on. And once that was liberated, that's Juneteenth. I'd never heard of Juneteenth until a year and a half ago or whatever it was, which is pathetic. I'm not dumb. I didn't do well in school, but I'm, I I was there every day. I didn't know anything about it. You know why? Because critical race theory was never taught, and it's now not going to be taught because sign every bill put in front of me, Lee, has now made sure that you won't. We'll make sure that dumb white kids and dumb black kids, too, don't understand their ancestry and what it really means going forward. I said, I did I, 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 I have 7,000 more pages of highlights that I'm not going to get to because I don't have time and I should do a whole hour on it. But I'll bleed this into a little bit and we'll talk about some stupid stuff Trump says next. Stone on air on Nuka Radio 92.7. Okay, please understand right off the bat that if you come at me with, now that Biden's president, we're going to have $5 a gallon gas, I already don't respect you or anything you have to say. Uh, it's the market that, that dictates gas prices, not presidential actions. I know that, and you know that. And the reason why I know you know that is because when gas was $5 a gallon when Bush was president, you told me that. You said that presidents don't affect the prices and it's the market. So let's just put that whole conversation aside for a moment. Let's put your hypocrisy aside for a moment. And let's talk about the bigger picture. And that is, instead of arguing whether or not we're going to have $5 a gallon gas and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, how about we change the discussion to... Why the fuck are we still on gas? Why the fuck are we still on a, 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 an energy source that we know? There is no argument that we know is going to run out eventually. It is finite. It is not renewable. So why? let's have that conversation instead of, we're going to hit $5 a gallon gift. All right, another hour evaporating away as quickly as it got here. Just some dude on TikTok. You know me and my TikTok obsession. 
Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Blah. You can all go you know where. TikTok's my place. Snooker Radio 92.7. <clears throat> Got about 10 minutes to go here, and then Keon will take over for the um, rest of the morning. Recap. Some hockey and NBA playoffs and preview what's going on this weekend. And damn it, man, damn it, man, damn it, man, yesterday, last night. Preds lost. They're done. Fourth game in a row that went to overtime. Didn't start till 9.30. So it was 12.30-ish that it ended. And the Hurricanes, Carolina, they scored like in the first, like, minute and a half. It was just like, boom. I didn't even see it. I walked out of the room for a minute. That's the trouble with hockey. Like, you can't you can't walk away for a minute. Or you can walk away for two hours. And, there's and, no middle ground to that. Yeah, you can walk away for two hours and not miss a thing. Or you can walk away for two minutes and miss everything. Um, that's what kind of it makes it fun and annoying all the same. And the Preds lost. Boy, they played a damn good game. That was fun. I love playoff hockey. I don't watch a single game in the regular season. Not a single game in the regular season. And I got to thinking, I was I was counting, you know, as they say, counting chickens before they hatch. I was if if they were to win last night, which I thought they did, I thought they would. I thought the Preds would win. That would have put game seven on Saturday. And that was even before I thought, oh, I'm not even gonna have to work on Monday. So that I was like, that would be even the extra added bonus. I was thinking, all right, I got Hawks, Knicks, Friday night. I got game seven Preds on Saturday night. And then I've got Hawks, Knicks, game four on Sunday afternoon. And then I got Braves, Mets, Sunday night baseball, which I can actually watch on ESPN on Sunday. Holy hell, what a fun weekend this is going to be. It's still going to be fun, but I don't get Game 7 because the president. Yeah, your Saturday opened up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then, so now I'll go to the lookouts for the Red Wolves or the CFC. So it's still going to be a great weekend. Yeah. No one needs to, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, but I, I, I counted that uh, that that egg before it hatched because I thought for sure that the Preds would win last night. But they are done, and that is unfortunate. So I, as I was talking to Keon in the, in the, in the uh break just shortly is I, I would like to spend more time on this and I and I will and I think it needs to be talked about more often this you know race relations and, and the education of it and I just this education period we talked a lot yesterday about all the graduates and all the or just finishing your grade uh, across the country but more specifically here locally none of these kids learned anything this year and and as 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 uh, Keon pointed out very uh, uh, correctly yesterday that even in the perfect setting, a child has no interest in learning anything. So you really got to beat it into their heads. And to just say we're not going to teach what truly is the race relations of this country to K-12 through in public schooling is just is doing children and the next generations a complete disservice. A, 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 a complete disservice. Just hitting on the Civil War and Civil Rights, MLK, maybe if they're lucky they'll have heard of Malcolm X, and then Obama's president in 08, and then now we're here. That That's not that's not history. Those are footnotes. Tiny little footnotes that don't mean anything if you don't give it context and understand what those things actually mean. Yeah, which is nobody nobody wants to feel bad about racism, and I don't, and they think, 
that when they hear critical race theory, they hear that it's it's somebody's fault. They th- they think that there were, we're shaming white people into being to being apologetic for being a white person. Yeah, like you 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 need to feel bad about that. that I, I don't I don't equate it to that. Um, I think white people are pretty awful <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Uh, being the whitest guy in the in the, in the world, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not I'm not apologetic for being who I am. You can be in your own skin and understand the history of of of, of the plights of of many different races, not just your own. I, I I think it's a disservice to not understand what it is, and I think that's why racism is so prevalent because people don't understand what it even really is. Yeah, and it's it's, it's just interesting because it's conservatives, the one group of people who my entire life do not want anybody coddled, and the moment we're talking about something that might make white people feel bad. We 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 can't talk about it. Ah, conservatives are the freaking worst. Here's a, from the Washington Post. It's an opinion piece from Christine Ebba, whoever she is. One small paragraph. The headline is opinion. Why conservatives really fear critical race theory? Calls for racial accountability can feel like an attack when you aren't ready to acknowledge how your behavior or that of your ancestors has harmed others. When your priority is to preserve a particular mythology that the United States as is the land of equal opportunity, the push to take a critical view of the United States racial history becomes a threat. It might result in a real rethinking of the order of things, which might result in culpability. Goes way on from there. I'll stop right there and I'll put a plug in it for now and come back to it at another time when it seems, when it deems necessary. Um, really fast. I have Barely six minutes here, and I want to get to this gas thing with and Trump's latest tweet. I mean, email blast as he's infiltrated my uh, email on the way out. Two things real quick, and I'll do this again and, and expand on it more. But as I mentioned the other day, that growing up, I grew up in a very racist um, group of people uh, of of my contemporaries. Not like we don't like black people. It wasn't that, but it was very much a white supremacist kind of upbringing. And nobody really knew what they were doing. Nobody really understood that. But it was white people are better than black people. That's how we lived. That's how we grew up. Right down the street from where I'm at now, This and, and you likely did too, even if you don't realize it. Because sometimes you need a critical race theory to understand where you came from. And to realize, oh, wow, we were a bunch of racists. And, the one, and, and two really fast examples is, I was an MTV junkie. I loved MTV so much I couldn't see straight. And and I watched the, the video music awards every year. And lo- couldn't wait to see my favorite bands win all these awards. And in 1992 or 3, TLC won for best music video. And... It was the first time that an African-American act had won the best music video. And, and at that point, the v- VMAs or the award show was like 10 years old. So it wasn't this historically amazing thing. And to me, I, I was like, wait a second, hold on. These black chicks are winning the bet? No, 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 no. What, hap- what about all my, what about, no, 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 no. What about Nirvana? Hold on, no, no, no. What about Soundgarden? No, no, no. They've got their own category. The R&B category. This, the, I, I'm dead serious. 
I didn't. I wasn't thinking of. Oh, I don't like black black people. They shouldn't win awards. But that actually was what I was thinking, because that was what I was conditioned to. Black people don't win the best video of the year. They have their own category. I was twelve for crying out loud. I was thirteen years old. I didn't know any different, because that was the. That that was the environment that I was raised in. Not sitting around telling you that white are better than black. None of that happened. I have a very diverse and culturally diverse upbringing. I have uh, my my parents are a, a, as liberal as it gets. But everybody I was around all my life, everything that I was used to was white people were better than black people. Black people are fine. Be nice to them. Don't be mean to black people. But you're better. And I guarantee if you really critically think about it, you thought that way as well in many of your settings, whether you liked it or not. Really fast on the way out the door here on Nuga Radio 92.7, Stone on Air. My name is Brian Keon here as well. It's from the desk of Donald Trump, Save America. With Memorial Day weekend coming up tomorrow, people start driving in the biggest automobile days of the year. I'm sorry to say the gasoline prices that you have that you will be confronted with are far higher than they were just a short number of months ago when we had gasoline under $2 a gallon. Remember, as you're watching the meter tick and your dollars pile up, how great of a job Donald Trump did as president. Soon, Russia and the Middle East will be making a fortune on oil, and you will be saying how good it was to have me as your president. Wasn't it great to be energy independent, but we are energy independent no more. Shame, shame, shame. Other than that, have a great Memorial Day weekend. I will just give you a little history lesson really fast that gas prices in 19, excuse me, not 19. It starts in 1993. Gas prices in 20, time constrained myself so poorly here. Gas prices in 2018, 20 cents shy of $3. 2019, 15 cents shy of $3. 2020 plummeted to $1.90 because, oh, I don't know. Nobody was driving anywhere. And where is it at now? Back to just shy of $3. Gas prices do what they do. Ain't got a damn thing to do with whoever the stupid president is. He's, But he's got everybody convinced with this stupid fake tweet in your email that, oh, you miss me because I give you cheap gas. Don't be dumb. Don't be a dummy. Learn things. Pay attention. And have a great Memorial Day weekend. Love you to death. Appreciate you being here. Stoneonair.com is how you find the show. At your leisure. Keon, hang out with you the rest of the morning. We'll talk to you again in the middle of next week. See you later. Bye.